Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show... I speak with Erin Acton. Now, Erin and I talk about the idea of helping people. She uh, is someone who helps people balance out their their work and, and life. And it's just a really fun conversation we have. It's always great when I can find somebody that's local, right in my own town, that's doing something I find really cool. And and so we dive into a bunch of things in this episode, such as the idea of helping people with hard skills and soft skills, what the differences between those are. And she also introduces something that can help you take the temperature of your own hard skills and soft skills. So that way you can figure out where you're exactly at with them. You know, are, are you a bit more hard skill oriented or soft skill, like how does that all, all, all work together? And then other things we talk about is qualitative and quantitative results, uh, how a sick day with her daughter, that's a big one, changed everything for her, uh, and, and so much more. So let's just dive into my conversation with Aaron Acton here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Aaron Acton to the Productivityist Podcast. Aaron, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So for people who are listening to the show for the first, uh, listening to you uh, on my show for the first time, you've not been on the show and they may not be familiar with your work. What Can you dive into a little bit about what, what you do and, and maybe how you got to doing what you do? Sure, absolutely. Well, how what I love doing now is helping primarily female business owners to act on it, as in to, if they've been dreaming about taking that next step in their business, finding and supporting them to get there, as in finding out what it's going to take for them to get there and then helping them to do that. Or if they've been dreaming about leaving the corporate world and getting into business, everything that it takes to do that. And I love focusing in the soft skill area. So not so much like setting up a marketing plan or, you know, like sales funnels. Those are super important. I focus on the soft skills that are actually even more critical once you've got those pieces in place for your business. So that's how I love to help people because it's usually those soft skills that will make the biggest difference and biggest impact on a person's business. And my gosh, how I got here to this point, it was an evolution, as I'm sure mm-hmm. you can relate to, as I'm sure your your listeners can relate to. Uh, yeah, I was working in the corporate world. I was, let's see here, I've been doing things like communications, broadcasting for about 18 years. 
and got to a point where I was leading the communications for a $50 million company. So I was feeling really, you know, good and my resume looked fantastic, but I burned out because I was working harder, faster, longer, um, and just was in a place where I had no more energy. So I took stock, I took that moment and I think what might the the moment that really put it in perspective for me was a day where I was sick, <laughs> but I was going to work anyway because hey, that's but, what I did. That's what you do. <laughs> that's right. And but my daughter was sick that day too. And she was clinging to me like she hadn't before. In fact, she was actively avoiding me because I was angry mommy. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, I was like working from, you know, early in the morning till late at night, sometimes not seeing her in the course of a day. And so, you know, she wasn't really, I wasn't her favorite person at that point. Let's put it that way. But she was clinging to me like she hadn't before. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, she must be really sick. <laughs> Something must be going on. And it was that decision. I said, you know what? I'm not going to go into work today. It's actually best for me to stay here at home. Um, and so we're sitting there and I'm I'm rocking her in my arms and, you know, she's sucking her thumb and this little chubby face just looking up at me because she was about a toddler um, speaking a little bit. And I remember just singing that lullaby and then she reached up her little hand and she pats it on my face and she's like, cheeks wet. And yeah, I was, I was just so struck by this moment that gave me such incredible perspective thinking about, oh my goodness, I've been working so hard and for what? Mm -hmm. um, and just being able to have that moment with my daughter to give me that perspective was, I, I think, one of those turning points for me. So that's what prompted me to take big stock going, okay, well, what, what are my best skills? What do I love doing? What lights me up? What do I do that lights other people up? And so from there, I was like, okay, well, I love being at the front of a room. I love speaking and telling people what to do. That's amazing. <laughs> but I also love helping them find their own answers and their own path in their own way. And so that's how I got into coaching and training and it's been, and speaking, and it's been amazing. Let's talk about some of the skills that, you know, like hard skills and soft skills. Cause I know you explore that in your work is like, you know, wh where not only like to identify them. And I think that's important too, for some people who may not, who may not have a clear understanding of what, what a hard skill is versus a soft skill, but then also how to determine where the problem lies. And I know you do this with your, with, with your work with your clients, but first off, let's dive in a little bit into like the hard skill, soft skill thing. And maybe, maybe where, where, how people can kind of tap into where they, where their strengths, like where they're maybe leaning more towards, are they more of a hard skills person and, and maybe deficient in soft skills or they're not paying attention to them? How can we dive into that a little bit now? Like maybe yeah. just defining those and then and then maybe diving a little bit deeper into how to determine where where things may be a little bit deficient or maybe even not not deficient, but maybe out of whack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I find, and here's a quick like thumbnail high-level overview first. If you've mm -hmm. got, say, for example, the marketing plan, or you've got, you know, your business plan but you're not getting the results that you expected from those efforts, 
that's probably a good indication, a starting point that, okay, maybe something else is happening here. If you're getting sales leads, but you're not converting those sales uh, at a level, I mean, if you're brand new, it's going to take longer to convert those sales. And that's really where the soft skills come in. Um, But if you know exactly what to say in a phone conversation, and you're still not connecting with that person who so needs your work, that's why they reached out to you. Yeah, there's probably a soft skill issue going on there. So a couple of high level examples. um, And especially if you're feeling like you're doing all the right things, like you are doing everything you possibly can, but you're just not getting those results, probably an indication. And what I actually have is an assessment. I've got seven questions. If that's if you're interested in learning about that, I could definitely let's, go yeah, there. Let, let's dive into those because right. that's just going to give people yeah. some, uh, no pun intended, something for them to act on, I would imagine. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, perfect. So um, consider each of these questions answering it on a scale of one to 10, where one is a disaster and 10 is perfect. It's exactly how you want it to be. Okay, so here's the first question. And if you've got a pen handy, I recommend writing these down so you can jot the question and then your answer as well. So scale of one to 10, number one, I feel good about the quality of life I've created for me and my family. I feel good about that quality of life I've created for me and my family. Number two, I have a business that sustains and fulfills me financially, mentally, and emotionally. Number three, I have all the money, time, physical, and mental resources that I need to run a profitable business. Four, every day, I do at least one scary thing, whether I want to or not, and that will directly impact my business sales. So one scary thing every day that will directly impact your business Mm -hmm. sales. Five, I know I've got a successful business and I don't worry about where my next client or product sale will come from. Six, every aspect of how I show up in my business is consistently strong. So that's face-to-face, on your website, in your business cards, inside your head. And seven, I've created a network of authentic and genuine connections who are not just sales leads, and I regularly keep in touch with them. So scale one to 10 for each of those, and then where are you at? So looking through that, if you're at a five or lower on the first two, then those are are some general soft skill problems. But if you're five or lower in the next ones, then there are certain areas that I've noticed uh, where these patterns show up for people. And the first one is in if you've got all the money, time, and physical and mental resources you need, that's an area of abundance. What is your abundance mindset like? Or are you more in a scarcity mindset? Um, the next one, that's where, you know, if every day you do at least one scary thing, that is a courage soft skill that could use some cultivating. Uh, there's also trusting it. So that's the question. I know I have a successful business and you're not worrying about where your next client or product sale will come from. The fourth one, owning it, that's 
owning you and how brilliant you are, the work you're able to do for others, um, but also really showing up consistently in each of those areas instead of trying this out at this meeting, trying this out at that meeting. Maybe your web page says one thing, but your LinkedIn profile says another. So being consistent there, really owning it and standing strong in that. And then nurturing, um, creating that network of authentic and genuine connections. That's one part of it, regularly keeping in touch with them. And then, of course, I include in there nurturing yourself, your ongoing learning development, you know, all of the all of the things. So that includes, you know, self-care, work-life balance, nurturing everything. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into this, into the acronym, which of course spells ACT ON, which is, again, <laughs> I saw you deliver this talk uh, at, uh, at, Soho, at Soho, Victoria. And yeah. I've seen you talk about this stuff a little bit before. A lot of this, it, I think for some people, and maybe this is where the hard skill, soft skill stuff comes in, is that when you, when you mention these, these five specific um, kind of areas to work on, they seem very qualitative. Do you know what I mean? Like they're going to deliver qualitative. They, on the surface, they seem very qualitative, but maybe not as quantitative. How do you convince mm -hmm. someone who is more driven by, uh, and and we'll speak to my audience in particular, that they're they're more they're more used to how many boxes did I check off today as opposed to the you know the the what's inside those boxes. Do you know what I mean? So how do you how do you help someone or how do you kind of guide them towards like like looking at this kind of stuff when at it, at at its face value or on a, on its surface level it it feels more of a and I, I'm not going to say touchy feely because I do you know I think I'm a I'm a big believer in energy management and, and using feeling and 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 modality mode-based work to kind of move things forward but how do you kind of kind of steer someone towards like look this is not just about um the bottom line will be impacted by you looking at these things you just need to take the time to do it and then furthermore how do you help people stop and take the time to do that when we're so busy you know taking action consistently without necessarily stopping to making sure that those are the right actions in the first place. Yeah, that is, that's an excellent question because I'm one of those people is in, oh, okay, well, those sound really soft and squishy. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they do really sound soft and squishy. Uh, and from my own personal experience, uh, I am a structure person. I know exactly what I need to do. It's in those soft skill areas. So I could, I can walk you through, uh, you know, like a sales conversation. I know exactly which steps you need to take. Uh, but from my own personal experience, especially starting out, it didn't matter that I knew all of that. I really needed to connect with, to nurture, to really just let go of all the stuff inside of my head and my scarcity mindset, all of that kind of stuff to really actually start making sales. And until you're able to do that, it is it, you will be doing and ticking off boxes over and over and over again, which I was doing. I'm, I'm a really good hard worker. I can tick lots of boxes off in a day. I can be exceptionally efficient. And if I'm not picking up the phone to make a conversation with a sales call or, um, you know, to reach out to get to know someone a little bit better, a little bit deeper, find out what their business challenges are and how I might be able to be a fit for them, my business is going to wither and and crumple away. Uh, and I think a really great example 
because that's, that's, so that's my personal experience, Mm -hmm. but the experience of someone that I was working with, she worked from morning to night. She got so much done through like every single day. She was like going, giving her hard and she just wasn't getting the results that she wanted. She was feeling exhausted at the end of the day. She was busy throughout the day, but not feeling like she really accomplished the most important things. And when we looked into it and took that time to explore what was actually happening for her, it turned out that she only really needed to focus on four things throughout the course of the day. But as a business owner, That scared the pants off of her Mm -hmm. because she grew up with, um, you know, the mindset of you need to work hard to be successful. And she was working really hard. But those four things that she realized she needed to be working on were not at all anywhere on her list. And she felt really, you know, being able to do all of those things, tick those things off her list throughout the course of a day actually wasn't contributing to her company's bottom line. So it, it's it's in taking that stock, uh, stepping back, as you were saying, like, how do you know which the things that you're working on actually make the difference? It's usually the things that we're afraid to start working on or the things that might you know, that we might be procrastinating on because it seems like a really big issue or a big deal. I know you've got lots of techniques and and systems and support to help your listeners within those areas. And um, sometimes if you're scared to do something, that's a really, really, really great sign that you should be doing it. What keeps you going in this realm? I mean, I do a lot of one-to-one work and I do a bit of group, but tend to do more of my group stuff within, you know, like a larger, almost like a membership kind of style as opposed to, you know, small clusters. I'll do workshops in that. But, um, you know, I mean, I I love doing what I do and I know that there's a lot of value in what I offer. And it, it, even then, uh, you you're there is always going to be that that confirmation bias that can show up in the people that you're, you're coaching and you're working with because they you're, you're kind of, and I I use this analogy a lot. uh, I've been talking more about it lately is this idea of you're kind of shocking the system a little bit. You're kind of messing with the mindset because they don't, they're used to thinking a certain way or they're they're, They've always been taught that this is how you mean, well, if you're going to be productive in my case, uh, do as much as possible. Like just, if you keep, you know, that's productivity where realistically that's not productivity and taking action, um, versus taking right action are very different too. So what, what keeps you going and, and further to that when you feel yourself, um, kind of slipping into, uh, if you ever do, uh, to the situation where it's like, you know, uh, I- I'm feeling like I'm pulling a lot versus, you know, um, like it's, it's becoming, it, you, you, you're having to grease the wheel a whole lot more <laughs> to get things to happen. How do you handle that? Because it, I mean, we, you, we're, we're only human and we're trying, you know, we, we are trying to help people. Uh, you obviously are honing your craft along the way, but what, like, how do you deal with that kind of thing? Cause I mean, again, it can be. I mean, you talked about it right off the top. You, you mean you you're you're vulnerable too. We we're human beings. We're vulnerable. We we. It's very easy to go back down the path of helping so many other people that you forget to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. What 
what does keep me going. So I think there, I heard a couple of things in, in that question. Yeah. There's there. a, there's a lot to unpack there, but yeah, well, and I, I, it's, it's great though, because it does cover so many important things. If I am noticing that it feels like I'm pulling, that's a signal for me that I'm attached as in, I need to exercise and lean into my trust soft skill. Mm-hmm. So I need to let go of usually that's an attachment to some sort of expectation that feels like I'm pulling, like, uh, you know, there's, there's, um, effort. There's a lot of effort there. And I found that some of the best things in my life have come when it's felt really easy. And so I look for, okay, where can I add more ease in this? And I really work on letting go, <laughs> letting go of expectations. And I know that sounds, uh, the next question would probably be, well, how do you let go? Here, I'm going to be very practical. <laughs> <laughs> I take a, I take a deep breath, really fill my lungs. Yep. And I say to myself, not usually out loud, but inside my head, okay, let's let go. I'm going to let go of that expectation. And I change my focus to where I can find either more ease or um, something that might be fun in the moment. Um, Like what would be really fun to do next? Because then that'll ramp up my energy. And I also, I practice yoga. I do either one of two things, Shavasana, which is laying on the floor, letting go, Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, letting go of those thoughts and just focusing on the breath. I practice that only five minutes. That's all it takes five minutes. And I also practice um, like a heart opening exercise, which again is all about letting go opening up really, you know, being open abundant. So I the, again, really soft, squishy things, but really practical um, and tied back to like some of the research that's coming out now about mindfulness, just focusing on one thing at a time. So important. Um, so incredibly practical things that I do to help support me and nurture me in throughout the day and throughout, especially what can feel like challenging times and really just letting go. Um, and I think a great example of this is, uh, you know, you, maybe something happens with your technology as it's happened with mine, mm-hmm. um, broken, uh, tablet, uh, well, it's not just a tablet. It's my surface. I dropped it. So the corners cracked and it's not working properly. And then my cell phone has also kicked the bucket. Okay, I could be really upset about that. I did shed a tear. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I did shed a tear about my surface. But then, okay, well, there there are other ways that I can accomplish what I need to accomplish throughout the course of the day. So I am sad. I'm going to acknowledge that, but I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to focus on what I need to do next so that I continue keeping on keeping on. Because I've stayed in that place where I was just so sad about and really irritated with myself for dropping it. Um, I I would probably still be in that negative state and it would grow and and fester and all that that fun, all that fun stuff. (laughs) So uh, what now? Okay, so that's that's one part of your question. And then the other part. Like what keeps me going is knowing just how important, like how critical this is for, I I mean, because my clients are business owners, they're women, uh, for women business owners, because I hear it all the time. You know, I run a women's networking group locally and I hear, oh, well, I don't have my website done yet. And I'm like, 
I don't care. Get out there. Start making those connections because if you're waiting until the website or your business cards or you've got your perfect elevator pitch done, you're missing out uh, on building those and nurturing those relationships because any sales funnel usually involves a number of steps especially if you're in a higher trust category, like a coach. Um, so the sooner you get yourself out there, the better. And it's it's really just having that courage to go out there without having the website done or without having your business cards ready. Like this is just so important. I hear it just over and over. Well, oh, I'm not ready yet. Oh, you are so much more ready than you think. Just take that breath step into it and watch the magic that happens. Aaron, this has been great. Uh, where can people find you and your work and learn more about what you do online? They can go to my website, erinacton.com. Or if they want to dig deeper into the nurturing area, I have one of my most popular uh, downloads is a, a work-life balance assessment. So they could get that freebie for themselves at balanceassessment.com. Erin, thanks so much for joining me today on the Productivities Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Big thanks to Aaron Acton for joining me this week on the show. Head over to the uh, website or check the show notes out in the podcast listening apparatus or platform of choice that you're using. And uh, you can find all the links and stuff that we discussed. And, and, you know, again, big thanks to her for joining me. Big thanks to patrons and, and members who have been part of this show from the get-go, uh, and those who have just joined us as supporters. If you want to learn more about how to get involved in that, go to productivities.com slash membership, and you can learn more about what membership privileges uh, are available for, for those who want to support the show. And if, if you don't want to support the show in that way, then please uh, go to wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, give the show a rating or review. Uh, I check them out. My producer, John Polstra, checks them out, and that way we can figure out what we can do uh, to make the show better because we're, we're well over 200 episodes in, but we want to make the show better each and every episode. So thanks for listening. Uh, this is Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast. I'll be back next week. I hope you will be too. Until then, keep moving things forward.